I'm just getting over a two-month hibernation that came on as the result of burnout. For the last two months, the thought of work, being on my phone or my computer in any way, just made me cringe. (laughs) I couldn't bring myself to do it, although for the months leading up to this, work is all I wanted to do. And therein lies the problem. In the months leading up to my burnout, I was overdoing it. I used the excuse that I was in flow and I wanted to take advantage of that. And to tell the truth, I certainly was in flow, but I also knew I was doing too much. But I lied to myself and others and simply said that I was enjoying myself and I wanted to commit to the work now since I was enjoying it so much. And I was enjoying it, it's true, but I knew deep down that I was over-rotating and working too much. I just couldn't bring myself to admit it out loud to myself or to others. A couple of years ago, I actually got my first hand poke tattoo here in El Salvador, and it says balance. The sea is a crescent moon, and for someone who has a history of over-rotating into one thing or another, it's meant to serve as a reminder that balance is something I should strive for in my life. Balance on various fronts. The moon is a reminder to balance my feminine energy with my masculine. It's on the outside of my wrist, and in this moment, I'm wondering if I should have put it somewhere where I would have seen it more often. So as I ease back into my business and strive to ensure my relationship with work strikes a healthy balance with other areas of my life that are important, like my physical and mental health, my marriage, and my other hobbies, I'd like to spend some time today discussing burnout, why I believe it's such a pervasive issue, and what we can all do to help ourselves and one another avoid it so we can live more balanced, full, and rich lives. Hey, my name is Jessica Tolar, and I'm obsessed with all things passive income, productivity, entrepreneurship, and building a life where you make the rules. I'm a normal girl who took a free money class, asked a corporate executive how she retired early, and used that knowledge to build a seven-figure net worth, quit my nine-to-five, and now run an online business from countries around the world. I teach you the simple but effective secrets to building a life you adore. Think I'm special? No way. If I did it, so can you. Money, mindset, life hacks, hardship, growth, and planning are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as a weekly coffee date with a close girlfriend where you talk about the finance and business knowledge it'll take to make your dreams a reality. So take a seat, get comfortable, and prepare to be challenged and cheered on while you learn. This is the Goodbye July Podcast. Just real quick before we get started, I have something that you are going to love. It's a free resource on budgeting, and I realize that budgeting may not feel like the sexiest topic, but across the board, it is the number one way to get started in truly taking control and mastering your money. And once you start incorporating into your life, it is honestly a lot of fun. So grab my free resource at jessicatoller.com slash what's my budget. It'll make your life a whole lot easier. Again, that's jessicatoller.com slash what's my budget. Okay, let's get back to today's episode. I cannot believe we are halfway through the year. It's insane to think back to what I was doing back in January. You know, we were a month into our move to El Salvador. We were dealing with a lot mentally and emotionally as a result of uprooting our comfortable lives in the States and moving to a new place with a new language and a new culture, climate, traditions, habits, routines, foods, laws, and more. It was a lot. 
And after the tension of all of that finally broke in what resulted in a day-long argument between Corey and I, we finally dealt with many of the unspoken things we had been harboring separately during the stress of that move, and we were finally able to move forward and focus on other things. So since January, for Corey, it's been a lot of improvements here on our home in, in El Salvador, and for me, it's really been this business, and I dove headfirst into it. So after our trip to Texas in February... I was working nonstop for 8, 10, 12 hours every day. That was pretty common for me. And whenever there was concern shown from Corey or from my friends, I would brush it off both to them and to myself. And I would just say that I was in flow. I made almost no space for my health, my marriage, meditation, etc. My physical days were just filled with work. And when I wasn't physically working, my mind was still stuck there. I was thinking about what I needed to do next, making lists, and generally not making space for anything else that is important to me. This all came to a head in early May when my body finally pushed back. So in early May, my digestive system started acting weird. I was getting some acid reflux, which I've almost never had in my life, and later my body started having a hard time digesting food. (laughs) I mean, I'll spare you the details, but it was uncomfortable, painful, distracting, and just generally inconvenient. And as I was processing that, we had Corey's parents come to town for a visit. And then while they were here, I noticed my throat was starting to hurt. I brushed that off as, oh, you know, it must be something just because I'm talking more than normal and I'm entertaining people or whatever. But it kept persisting. And the morning that Corey's parents left El Salvador, I finally realized that it was more serious than simply a scratchy throat. So paired with what I can only describe as a migraine and heavy lethargy, I could not even bring myself to ride in the car with Corey to take his parents to the airport that day. And that was the beginning of a nine-day stint in bed from a respiratory issue. So I had all of the symptoms, a slight fever, runny nose that eventually turned into congestion, sore throat, headache, but the worst of All of it was the physical exhaustion and the lack of energy. I couldn't even seem to walk up the driveway without feeling faint and like I needed to sit down. And as a now funny side story, our sweet neighbor knew I had been feeling bad for a few days and he brought over a bunch of local herbs, told us to boil them and said for me to bathe in them and that that would really help bring down my my fever and boost my immune system. And so at the time, I felt so shitty that I figured, okay, what the hell, I'll try anything at this point. And a hot bath sounded really nice since I wasn't feeling well. And it did. It felt amazing. But unfortunately, the next afternoon, I noticed a slight rash in the crease of my arm, kind of where like my bicep meets my forearm. And before long, that slight rash became a serious itchy rash all over my body. So it was just I mean at that point there was nothing left to do but laugh it was so ridiculous I felt awful I looked crazy it just it honestly just sucked but luckily the worst part of my physical illnesses happened in the week before or like the week between Corey's parents visit and then the day we were due to fly back to Texas because we had another trip planned to Texas so I was grateful not to be sick while traveling because being sick while traveling is the absolute worst I actually once had to fly when I had shingles, but that is a story for another time. 
But what I didn't realize is the impact that month of sickness had on my mental state, because as I kind of started to come out of these illnesses, I had a whole new problem to tackle, which was my mind. I found myself teetering on the edge of what I assume is depression. You know, I was feeling very negative in general, had a negative outlook toward life in general. I felt like all the work I'd been doing was for nothing. And I just wasn't seeing the world through a positive lens like I normally do. You know, there are many thoughts of like, what's the point of doing this? And I'm not sure I'm on the right path. And then, you know, I felt guilty for quote unquote taking time off. And although it took some time, I started feeling more like myself again during our trip to Texas. So within the first few days of that trip, we went wakeboarding on Lake Austin and that alone helped me immensely. You know, the sun and moving my body, being surrounded by nature, the power of those three things on our health cannot be overstated. And it felt, I felt it so deeply that day. And I'm glad I noticed because after that, I made it a point to sit in the sun first thing every morning while I drank my coffee. And we made time to exercise. So we rode our bikes around town lake there. We spent several days packing and moving boxes in our rental house. And as much as possible, I would try to get outside and into nature throughout the entirety of the trip. So lots of moving my body, being in nature, those kinds of things. And after focusing on those areas and prioritizing rest from work and focusing more on relaxation and just allowing my body the space it needed to feel good again, I now feel totally rejuvenated and just ready to re-enter and re-engage with my life. But it's crazy that it took two months. And this thought struck me deeply because I now realize what I was suffering from was a bad case of burnout. And again, it took me almost two months to feel normal again. And what's scary is that many people don't have two months to dedicate to figuring out what is wrong and fixing it. Many people simply have to keep going. So with that in mind, I thought it would be important to share what I went through and some thoughts now on how I plan to avoid this in the future in hopes that it might help you in your life as well. So the first thing I wanted to mention is that above all else, our health and well-being is the most important, period. They are more important than financial freedom, which of course is hard for me to say because I love talking about that and I think that's so critical, but they are. Your health and well-being are more important than financial freedom more important than having good relationships, more important than your dreams. Because without your health and well-being, you cannot accomplish any of those things, right? If you are sick, if you don't feel good, if you have brain fog, if you're laying in bed, like whatever it is, you simply cannot perform at your best if you are dealing with those things. If you can't think straight, you can't, you know, be the person you need the people in your life need you to be, you can't be the version of yourself that you need to be to accomplish your big goals, like reaching your dreams of achieving financial freedom. You know, you can't do that if you don't feel good, if you're not mentally or physically available to do that. So you need to prioritize rest, right? And that is something I personally am very good at forgetting. It is so easy to think of health as eating a certain way and moving your body. And those are important, right? Those are important. I think sunshine and nature are important. I've talked about that. But a huge part of rest is also just taking the, I'm sorry, a huge part of health is also just taking the time to be still, to let your body recover, to get enough sleep, things like that. And it's also easy to kind of get into the mindset of, you know, once I do this or once I do that, then I'll prioritize my health, which reminds me of a similar mindset of once I do or have this, then I'll be happy. 
And both of these are lies that we tell ourselves. They're excuses that allow us to continue addictive behaviors like working too much that we know aren't good for us or to avoid setting boundaries that we know we need to set. And that includes me. The second thing I'd like to say about burnout is that although it's easy to point the finger at ourselves for not setting boundaries and not prioritizing our health, I also think it's important to recognize that a lot of this comes from culture. So if you're like me, you were raised in a culture where emphasis and value is placed on hard work. And I'm personally a big believer in hard work. I think that the people who put in the hard work are those who get to realize their dreams and get to experience a more full and rich and just vibrant life than the people who don't work hard. But I want to talk about the underlying message here. When you grow up in a culture where emphasis is emphasis and value are placed on hard work, the underlying message of hard work above all else is if you're not working hard, then you're being lazy. And that is where I think this story needs to rewrite. So let's go back to the health conversation because I want to make an analogy. So if you lift weights every single day, that's better than not lifting weights at all. You know, if your goal is to build muscle and health, right? However, if you do not rest and give your muscles the time they need to heal and repair, then lifting weights every day can ultimately become a negative thing because you'll stop making progress and you'll likely burn out and quit working out for a while altogether. And it's the same with our jobs. Hard work is great, but we have to balance that hard work with rest. And we have to stop telling ourselves that when we rest, we're lazy. That is simply not true. And to this day, it's something that I struggle with as well. If I'm not actively doing something that I feel like is moving me and Corey toward our goals, I feel like I'm being lazy. And I have to remind myself of what I'm telling you here, which is that without rest in the long run, we end up doing more harm than good, which definitely does not move us toward our goals. Our yoga teacher here recently told us something that's really been somewhat of a mantra to me lately, which is this. Take care of your body and it will take care of you. And a big part of taking care of your body is giving yourself time away from work to rest, repair, and enjoy your life and your relationships away from your job. Now that we've addressed why burnout happens to us in general, let's talk about how to avoid it. So for me... Lately, here's what's really been working. So first of all, I've been writing down my three big goals for the day. This is something I used to do, and I've talked about this before. However, in recent months, I've kind of fallen off and instead tried to do way too much in a day. So for me, the reason writing down my three goals each day feels helpful and helps me avoid burnout is because three goals in a day is very reasonable. So it ensures I'm making progress and I'm feeling good about accomplishing things because I don't know if you're like me, but crossing things off a list is like one of the best feelings in the world. But also very importantly, it gives me a defined stopping point. That last part is very critical, right? In the context of burnout, because I now know when to quit because I finished my three goals for the day. Second, I have reprioritized my health and I've just made regular movement of my body and healthy eating the highest priority again. So in this phase of life, I would say I'm a pretty healthy person. However, in the months leading up to my burnout, I was not exercising much and I relied almost 100% on Corey to cook our meals, which he cooks healthy. But my point is I was relying heavily on him and not on myself to ensure that my nutrition was a priority for me. 
now I ensure I'm moving my body almost every day without overdoing it, even if it's just 20 minutes of body exercises, because that's better than nothing, right? At least the habit is there. And even then, even when I only have 20 minutes, I notice a boost of energy. And I've also been making plenty of healthy dinners lately. And I notice that what's great about that, in addition to feeling good about, you know, eating healthy foods and my body feeling good with that, is that this also helps provide a natural stopping point in my work day. You know, if it's 5 p.m. and I'm still working, I know that I better start dinner unless I want to be cooking, eating, and doing the dishes super late, which I don't. So 5 p.m., I know I need to start dinner. And then third, journaling has helped immensely. And if you're like me, I'm not a natural journaler. So whenever I used to hear this in podcasts and different things, I would sort of roll my eyes when people talk about journaling. But honestly, it helps. Like even just 10 minutes in the mornings or at night before bed, you know, it provides a time for me, at least it provides a time to reflect, to check myself when I'm kind of getting close to overdoing it at work. And to remind myself that rest does not equal laziness. So like I said, I'm not a natural journaler. So for me, having kind of a structured journal has been helpful. Right now I'm using the High Performance Planner, which gives me morning prompts, a place to put my three goals for the day, and evening prompts as well. So to sum it all up, a key way to avoid burnout is to invest time in yourself, right? To give yourself some time to work on your body, your mind, and your own life goals. Not your bosses, not your kids, not your partners, but yours. Your health, your well-being, your mental state. Just prioritizing you, right? Investing time into yourself. Those are the most important things in your life. And it's not selfish to acknowledge that. When you're prioritizing yourself and what you need, it becomes more difficult to over-rotate into the depressing and unproductive realm of burnout. So before logging off, I'd like to share a free guide with you on five ways to invest in yourself. So if you've struggled with burnout in the past, or you feel like it's something you might battle in the future, take a look at these five actionable ideas to invest in yourself as a way to not only get ahead of burnout, but also to focus on living every day in the best way possible, full of intention, presence, engagement, and ultimately working toward the life you most want to live. I'll put the link to the free guide in the show notes, which you can get at jessicatoller.com slash zero to three. As always, thanks for joining me. And until next time, work less, live more, and keep on chasing your wildest dreams. Congratulations on finishing another episode of the Goodbye July podcast. If you want more, head over to jessicatoller.com slash podcast for show notes and any resources mentioned in today's episode. Don't forget to rate the show, hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you would, share it with a friend. I believe in a world where we're all financially free, so let's help each other get there. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll see you on the next episode of the Goodbye July podcast.